Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So I have the pleasure of interviewing this beautiful young lady. I've known her her entire life. And I'm excited that you will find out from her exactly what teenagers are doing and thinking and what parents are doing wrong. What are we doing wrong? So this, this episode (laughs) is mainly for that woman that, that is stubborn, um, or that woman that isn't stubborn is ready to hear what a teenager um, has to say. So I'm excited to bring you Mal- uh, Madeline Saldana. Um, she's a high school student and um, we'll we'll get to know her a little bit more. But uh, primarily, amigas, I really wanted her to come on so that she can tell us, like give us the 411 when it comes to the re- parental relationship with with children, with kids, with teenagers, and what they're going through, especially now, now that we're allegedly out of the pandemic, even though I see people wearing masks, which is, I don't know what, anyways, but that's neither here or there. Um, But uh, what I wanted her to come, you know, and tell us, you know, from a teenager's perspective, uh, what an impact that was on them. And also the impact that a parent has on a child from the get-go, from the beginning of life until teenage and even continuing on. So I'm excited to have her here. I love this girl. She's so beautiful. She is so amazing. And I'm so, so proud that she said yes, because how many teenagers were will actually say yes? This is very brave of her to come on this podcast. It's heard all over the world. And um. Now people are going to know who Madeline Saldana is. <laughs> so Madeline, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Hello. Um, Jackie said my name is Madeline Saldana. Um, I am 15 years old. I'm a sophomore in high school. Um, and I go to Warren High School. Uh, I play tennis. I am a Girl Scout. Um, I play violin. A couple little things. <laughs> Not too important. 
Oh God, you mean a couple of little things. I mean, this woman, this young woman is so, so talented and um, you should hear her play the violin. She plays for one of the most amazing schools on this planet called the Colburn School of Music. So if you ever get a chance um, to see her play, I can honestly say it is so beautiful. She has mm-hmm. such tremendous technique. She's got rhythm. I mean, I, I'm constantly in awe of how talented this young lady is. So <laughs> I'm you. excited, Madeline. Okay, so Madeline, you're 15 years old and you're a sophomore in high school. But for a sophomore in high school, I do have to say, amigas, that Madeline is a very, very mature woman and um a young woman that is and um is very analytical but at the same time not only analytical but she's very creative as well and so you know sometimes as we're growing up we kind of take a we kind of go one way and then you know we just continue to go that way but then this circumstance she actually is not only logical but she's also very creative and so I, I love that she's here to talk to us about being a teenager at this time on this planet in this year with the parents that she has. So Madeline, you're Latina, right? Yes. Okay. So both of your parents are from um, Mexican descendants, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, my dad was born in Zacatecas and he came over um, when he was, I think, a little boy. And my mom was born here in Montebello, but um, her parents are from, they are both born in Mexico. Yes, yes. So tell me, okay, so Madeline, um, now that you're 15 years old, um, and I know your mom very well, and she's been on this podcast, um, and I know, you know, your mom is up to really amazing things, um, being such a an instrumental guide in the city of Downey and in, in all the things related to education. Now that must be tough for you. I I would gather it is. So tell, tell me, I mean, tell us what, um, what challenges has that been for you? Um, well, going through the pandemic, um, just getting, getting thrown into, it was kind of like, um, it was, to, to put it clearly, it's like the world stopped for us. It's like we skipped a year. Um, it, it feels like, like I went from being a seventh grader to immediately jumping into being a high schooler. I mean, it was just, it was insane. I, I was a late bloomer personally. I was, I know there's a plenty of middle school girls that like are, were already sort of getting like dressed nicer, the way they like, caring about how they look, their appearance. I not so much. I mean, I didn't really care. I was, I was, I had the mentality of a boy. I was like, ah, I don't care what they think of me. But then the world stopped. I was at home and I felt like my, physically I kept growing, but mentally I stopped developing. And then to just get immediately thrown into a high school environment. I mean, I went from seventh grade to middle school, to high school, sorry, soft, high, freshman in high school. And like days before I went into my freshman year, I was like, mommy, we need to go to the, to, to the store and buy actual stylish clothes and, 
and can, can I wear mascara? And I didn't even know what mascara was before like a year ago. Like I had, I had never wanted to wear makeup, but then to just see everyone around, everyone else around me growing up and just getting thrown into this, it's like, well, I guess I have to too. And, and then just not having that year to develop myself and to know who I wanted to be in high school and to not have that mental change of, okay, I'm going to look nice now. I'm going to look good now. It was more like everyone else is doing it. So now I have to do it. And just like going into it confused and like just following what everyone else was doing and not having my own ground. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's kind of like when I remember when I was a little girl, um, not knowing how to swim, my dad just threw me in the, in the pool. Okay, there you go. Start swimming. Yeah. And it's like, what? what are you talking about? Like, I need some training to swim. And, yeah. And it was just, you were just thrown in, into the fire, if you will. Yeah. So, so how was that like when you, okay, so here you see all these young girls with makeup and like dressing a certain way. How did that make you feel? I felt, um, what's the word? I felt insecure. I felt um, behind. I felt like no one told me everyone was, was looking different now that you had to care because, I mean, of course you don't have to care. That's kind of one of my big standards now that I go out. You don't need other, other people's opinions. Don't matter. And you're born to be who you are to be. I mean we're not meant to fit any criteria. I feel like uh, social media just delivers such an unhealthy standard for young girls my age too. Um, so it was just sort of getting thrown into that without without realizing those standards were unhealthy and just seeing them all around me. I I feel like I didn't, I didn't know what, again, I was being thrown into, it was like leading a lamb to a slaughter, I felt like. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going in there like, oh, okay, she's wearing makeup. Well, I'm going to wear makeup are like oh she likes boys okay well I've, I guess I got like boys now too like you know like everyone everyone's looking for someone oh well, I guess I have to too and even and just following by example and saying oh well she's looks like that I need to look like that and then we don't look like that because we're all different right 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 and do you think that okay as you were going through this were there any steps you took to partake in it or or were you so insecure? Cause you said you, you were insecure um, that it led to unhealthy patterns as a result. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, 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 it did. I felt like getting thrown into it. Um, especially too, like just the impact the world had around me, like getting thrown into this and then me wanting to be like everyone else. And I feel like ever like everyone was, everyone was going for the, the perfect body, the perfect, the perfect grades, the perfect everything. Everyone wanted to be someone they weren't. Um, so to just get thrown into that, I mean, personally, this is me personal. Um, I've always been a little stubborn. I've always been a little a perfectionist. Like I got to be the best. Uh, um, they say I like my grandpa because he's very selfish. So it's like, he's always like, I need to be the best, right? <laughs> competitive, competitive. Oh, I'm very competitive. So I felt like just my personality and just being thrown into this pot, it was like just all the things were adding to the pot. And before you knew it, it was like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? I have all these mental things. I'm stressing out. I'm, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not 
I'm not listening to my body. I'm, I'm hurting. I mean, this isn't right. And to just sort of sit back and realize like, we're all built different. We're all made different. And so many teens and girls around me are just, I can see them like trying to be people they're not. Um, following the examples, following the girls they see on the social media, like, oh, look at, look at how small her waist is. Look at how, look at how smart she is. Look at, at the parties they're going to. And, and this goes for everyone. That's just not who we are. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, it really impacts us as teens. It's, it's the thing right now. Social media is everywhere and it's all, it, it's, it's our guidance and it shouldn't be. Right, right, right. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I think, um, you know, I'm lucky. I mean, obviously, we didn't even grow up with phones. <laughs> Talk about computers and the most that I mean, we weren't exposed to email until we were in college. So yeah. this whole new lifestyle that you guys are living is really beyond our comprehension, because we don't know the impact because your brain as a kid is so tender it's so yeah. young and it mm -hmm. needs a lot of years to to develop i mean uh, uh we as as a lawyer there's a concept called mens rea which is the one that drives in the intent of the person so the mens rea is not fully developed for a guy until he's 26 and the mens rea for a woman is not fully developed until I think she's 21 or 23 one of those two I can't remember but you guys are are put in a position to develop a lot quicker yeah. like when we were tweens that's 12 years old I read a study that said that now it's 10 years old because of all the social media the tiktoks the, yeah. the the Twitter, the all those things. And so I'm glad that you're bringing this up because it's so important. Now, do you believe that as a parent, we should stop our kids from being on social media? This is exactly what I was about to say. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Tell I us feel why. That, well, you see, um, why does the kid want to change themselves? Why does the kid want to be like that kid? Like to someone they're not? Why do they feel they need to fix themselves? I feel like it goes, it goes deeper. And social media, like depriving your kid from social media, as much as I don't like it, um, it's our way of connecting. Mm -hmm. We don't, me personally, I don't know if my friends are going to the baseball game together and go hang out if we don't talk in our group chat or if I don't see them posting or how am I going to know like it's our way to talk to people me I, I mean I'm a Girl Scout so I sell Girl Scout cookies I have people messaging me all the time like hey can I buy cookies can I buy cookies on Instagram like Instagram is our way to connect it's like it's like the social bubble and if you're if you don't have Instagram it's really hard to stay connected with your friends and people it's just it's just how it is nowadays so I mean TikTok not so much I'll be honest with you but Instagram is like, it's like a platform. It's like, it's how you connect and talk to people. It's, 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 it's basically as important as going to school. I mean, it's being there. Yeah. That being, and then to go um, along it, like what you said when we're like, I, I like to think of it as um, how big of an impact parents have on their kids and how their parents um, 
perceive themselves. I mean, I feel like nowadays I'm in an age where I feel like all the kids want to be ever all the kids want to be the best when you're a teen at least. I feel like I've had my parents, me personally, I've had my parents tell me like, oh, I remember when I was at your age, you know, I wanted I wanted to be like I wanted to have the perfect haircut. I wanted to have all those things. I um and so it's sort of at we're at an age right now where we're just we're at a drive to be happy with ourselves, but parents, the way parents perceive themselves, I feel like really impacts the child and how they perceive themselves. And this is, it, it, you all go back to the bottom. It goes back to being born. Where I mean, we're born as little kids, babies. It's like we're born as a sponge and we just take in and take in. And our parents make up our conscience. Our parents make up our, they make up our personality. I mean, like, like, I don't know if you know, um, the people you're around make up who you are. And there's this, there's this saying my grandma always says, um, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Right. And it's true. If you hang out with a bunch of friends who are super insecure about themselves and, and only like, don't want to show themselves or are, are nervous, then it's to expect that you're probably also one of them. You're also probably insecure and nervous and don't show yourself that much. If you're with a bunch of party animals, you're probably a party animal too. And that's just friends. You're with your parents all the time. So if your mom doesn't have the happiest relationship with herself and who she is or how her body looks, that's going to go on to your kid. That's, you know, if, if you have a dad who doesn't know how to like, I mean, I don't have this, but I have a friend and um, her, her, I just know her and her father, um, he is, he snaps a lot. Like he has not the best anger issues. And you, I, I, I've been to her house enough times where I can, I can see it passed down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, this is no surprise, of course, everyone, like, you know, your parents make up who you are, but I feel like for self-worth wise, especially women, the beauty standards, the diet culture, the, the, the models, they've always, they've always shamed upon different body types and different, different races and different everything. And so women have always been more vulnerable. Like they've always, they've, they've always, diet cultures, there's always for women. If you look, they're always, try this new diet, try this new thing, try, try this, all of them. I mean, if you go into a Weight Watchers office, it's all just a bunch of women trying to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at it, if you have um, a mom, me personally, if you have a mom, my mom used to do Weight Watchers um, a long time ago. She's not anymore. It was, it was more for work. But when she did do it, I remember sitting in the office and seeing all these women who were unhappy with themselves. And me personally, I just feel like unconsciously, it made me learn that I needed to fix myself. There's something wrong with how my body looks. So we need to fix that. Wow. Wow. That is such an amazing observation that you made because, you know, I, because I know um, your family so well, it wasn't like, 
we as parents do things, unconscious behavior, and the kid is watching and you were watching and that had a direct impact on you. Mm -hmm. Wow. As kids, we're, we're trained. We're always trained to, to be on top of things and to go back to school even. Um, parents expecting perfection in grades, expecting you need to get all A's. I mean, I'm in all honors classes. Um, so I have, I'm around all these, all these kids who are on, and some of them are there because uh, I, I'm here because I'm driven, I'm smart. And there's kids that are there like, my parents expect this. I need to be smart. I need to be this. And the anxiety you just see around them, like, oh my God, I got a bad grade on a test in fear of their parents expecting perfectionism from them. Because we follow what our parents say. We, the parents, it's like a mom says, you need to get, you, you need better grades. You need this, you need that. We follow that. We listen because that's how we're raised. You're raised to listen to your parents always. So it's the same way as if a parent says, hey, um, you're, you, you talk too loud. Like you talk a lot. You, you this, you that. In the little judgment, hey, your, your grades aren't that good. Hey, you talk a lot. Hey, you've gained a little bit of weight. Hey, you this. You're not put together that much. We're immediately trained to, okay, I'm going to fix it. When we don't, of course, there's things we need to fix, but we need with the diet culture right now and the expectations i feel like parents should really be there to show their kids that you don't need to change the way you look and the way you don't need to change the way you you don't need to change your body everyone is here and like everyone's put into the world we all are different shapes and sizes but because of the social media right now and because of the expectations that these children are meant to meet everything from the way our parents have taught us to perceive this everything away from our parents perceive it, the way they show themselves, it all can lead to just a child not having confidence, self-doubt, growing up, not trusting their own opinion, not trusting the way they look. And I see it all around school. There's just, I mean, kids all around my friends, I've, I've seen everything. Kids wanting to change themselves. Kids, oh, like my, I don't like how my legs look. I don't like how this look. Oh, my hair, oh, my nose oh, my lips, oh, this, it's not big enough. Everything's not good. My hair, oh, I wish I had your hair. I wish I had this. I mean, us saying that goes back to when a mom is looking at herself in the mirror and saying, oh, I need more hair. I need, I need this, or I need, I need more curly hair. I need this, I need that. I need to, my legs look too big. It all goes back to us now looking at someone else and going, I need to be like her. I need to be this, I need to be that when this is not healthy for us at all as humans. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's up. You are so, so, so right. I start to think what, as you're talking, I'm thinking about what unconscious behaviors I do that my daughter observes because kids catch things. They Mm -hmm. learn from your actions, not so much by what you say. So if if she catches me looking at my tummy and then I just under my breath without really realizing she's in the room, I'm like, God, I'm so fat. How that impacts her. I'm, I'm constantly working on not doing those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just reframing the conversations. Like I am beautiful. I'm amazing. I have this beautiful body. 
God gave me this amazing body. I was able to create a human being because of my body. And so just trying to reframe, you know, um, these cultural, oftentimes cultural limitations. That's me yeah. gorda. Like I know yeah. I, I heard that they called me gorda when I was small, when I was young. Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. to reaffirm the fact that you are fat. And then the yeah. kids at school are making fun of you for being fat. Yeah. I mean, parents, um, the way parents, I, I mean, of course it's everything. I mean, if you have a, a friend who's always doing this, then of course you're going to pick up on that too. But parents, you're always around them. So your parents are who you absorb. They're who you do this. So the unconscious behaviors can really impact just how we perceive ourselves and how we go on. And I can't stress this enough, especially with the, just the culture around us. Of course, it's, it's great. I mean, the, the, the body normalization, the, 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 the inclusiveness nowadays, it's, it's helping definitely. It's, it's more of a, it's more, um, people are more aware of it. Like, Oh, we need to include all body types and all this. But I mean, the more that it's, shown what's shown is the best parts of it they don't show the other parts of it they don't show what everyone sees they don't show what all the kids want to be they don't they they don't show that so much so I feel like the part of the message I want to be here um is to just realize the impacts you have on your children in terms of um what you do your you own and of course then this is conscience you're not caught you're not consciously you don't want this for your kids but little sayings, little judgments. Um, I mean, personally, I have um, gordis, uh, cochina, gorda, stuff like that in my head. That's part of my conscience, my evil conscience. I can yeah. hear it in my head. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, I, I mean, when I walk down, I mean, I can, I can remember I walk down the street and I see someone look at me and I just hear that voice of, oh, you look, um, what's the, fodonga, fodonga in yeah. my head. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's just what I hear in my head. I mean, it's not for everyone, but just words, the strong impact they have, words, actions, the way, the things you say, the things you do, how it impacts children and how much support we need right now because of the world we live in. Yeah. And because of that year we missed, we didn't, I mean, of course not for everyone, but for your teen in high school, they probably if you have a teen right now in high school, they probably missed a really important developing year. Yeah. So it's it's rough for them. It's rough for us. Oh my God. Yes. I'm absolutely I think that especially teenagers, especially teenagers, um really lost out with this pandemic. Really lost yeah. out. I know my daughter lost out on that year, year and a half. Um, but she's small and easily can like get back on it. Like she did, she came back and she was like, as if nothing had happened, but you know, but when you grow, 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 you're like, your hormones are changing. Things are changing in your body. And so, you know, not, not being around others as you are growing and they're growing you know, that is, that is a a development point in your life because as you're growing, you see the other person growing. And then now with the whole pandemic, like you didn't get that opportunity to grow together. Yeah. Bam. Oh shoot. 
what? You couldn't even go visit your friends. Yeah. Wow. All we could do was FaceTime or see each other or call or text. Yeah. And that's another reason why I, I mean, that's why people say like, oh, well, it's, social media is so bad. Just don't do it then. And it's like, well, it's, uh, it's, I, it's, it's, it like backstabs stuff. That's why it's still going. Honestly, that's why the reason why social media is still going. They know you've seen the studies. You've seen why it's so bad for you. But the fact that everybody uses it and it's our, it, it's such a convenient way to talk to people, to get involved, to, to, to show your business, to, to talk to your friend like that. Oh, hey, want to make plans? Great, we're going. Yeah. I mean, without social media, everyone uses it. So if you're not, I mean, I have friends who are on social media and it's like they're not part of the school. Like there's just something not there. They don't know when the school events are. They don't know because everything's on social media. All, all, all this stuff. Oh, you didn't know this was due. It was on. It was on. Um, it was on Instagram. What do you mean? Oh, what, what do you mean? It was like, like, like the application or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you said from the get go that don't stop. I mean, you can continue doing social media. Like parents don't stop your kids from being a part of it because it is yeah. a part of it. It's a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I feel like what I, you know, the comparison as someone who is 49 years old, um, the comparison of missing out, like, you know, when, um, just the whole point of emails, like not having an email back then for us, an email was like Instagram, if you will, like, and yeah. then not having an email back then would have been like, oh my God, how do you communicate with them? Right. Yeah. So, so it's like, I'm just trying to make a correlation between something so basic and so just part of normal life, something new in our lives and compare it to your norm, normal way of being, which is social media. So I get it. I get it. You know, there, you know, as we evolve as a society, we're going to get more things like, for instance, like now I, the big talk of the day is chat GPT and how that's going to have an impact on our professions, you know? Yeah. So that's, and that's just the way it goes, you know, you know, mm -hmm. society is going in that direction with AI. So what do we as parents, you know, need to do to like, okay, do we shelter our kids from this stuff or should we just let them go with it? My take is go with it, but with supervision, like don't, Yeah. what do you, what do you think? Um, I think supervision is, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's important to know what your kid's doing always. Um, I mean, for me, at least my mom is like, she, she trusts me. I don't do anything crazy on Instagram. I mean, it's more just for me to, again, for me to, um, stay involved. Um, if anything, I feel like parents should be aware of how the child perceives it, how they take it in how your child, how it affects your kid. That's what parents should be looking out for. Not so, it's, it's so much as, it's, it's the difference of your child first getting on Instagram and, and just sort of being on it, you know, and just talking to your friends on it. And that's kind of it. And the next second, just your kid constantly looking on the phone, constantly swiping on Instagram, not being able to get off of it, always looking at people, always looking at others. Um, and then just, changing kind of changing a little bit just 
being aware of how it it can affect your kids right. not all yeah. kids of course but from right. my experience definitely affected me so I just want to like just from someone who was definitely negatively affected and knowing people who I can tell are negative negatively affected by the standards the beauty standards going on right now um it's important to know just again be aware of what we're going through because we're we lost the year so we're just soaking up like crazy mm-hmm. and we're in a world right now where I feel like knowing your own self-worth is so important and we're so vulnerable to question it because of social media because of the standards mm-hmm. so know that the way parents perceive themselves passes down to us and it's like a butterfly effect because it's it's a butterfly effect that's happening more and more and more because of this world yeah yeah i can i can i can i agree wholeheartedly and um you know like i said i mean i think you know kids just they catch what you're what you're doing they're always observing always observing yeah so we as parents you know we we get we we're adults so we we are the ultimate authority so if we want our kids to be happy and kind kids then we need to show them happy and kindness happiness and kindness and love and love of our bodies, love, love of where we're at, love and joy of the family, love and joy of ourselves. Like you said, knowing your self-worth. And if you know your self-worth, then your kid will see that and will emulate that. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? Exactly. Exactly. Any more words of advice for our parents? Um. Well, I know that it helps me personally to just have a mom who is always checking up on me to just sort of um, be there to listen to me when I need to talk, um, which is something else I kind of like to something else I kind of like to mention because um, my friends I kind of I kind of talked to my friends that I was going to be on this and they kind of gave me some stuff that I should mention for parents to be honest <laughs> with you, um, and one that they all kind of agreed on was or we all sort of agreed on was. Um, the difference, us kids, we have a lot going on and having someone there to talk to and to talk about um, is really important because we just want to talk and we have friends to talk to always. But again, we go to parents. Parents are like, it's like the comfort. It's like, you know, it's it's who we usually go to, at least not all parents, of course, but it's who we all go to. And we all sort of agreed that a lot of time we're not looking for advice. We just want to be listened to. Yeah. Like we just go to talk. And when we do immediately get advice or when we're going through something, we're not so much looking for you to play problem solver. We're looking for you to listen to our to this, to 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 hold to to be there and walk next to us, mm-hmm. but to not help us. So for example, if I went up to my mom and I started talking about my friends and being like, oh, my friends are, you know, this is going on. Um, They're not talking to me. I I think I made made her mad. And then for her to immediately go, well, you did it because this is not. It's like, I just get blown off. Mm, Like, I kind of feel like, like, I, you know, like this goes for all listeners, but for parents, it's the most help that we get is when 
um, we're listened to and not so much as when there's something wrong, don't immediately expect that you need to solve the issue. Sometimes the best solution is to just support us yeah. and to just listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. I think it, it's, you know, hold space for you. Yeah. Process to just, you, you just want a sounding board, just, you know, you want to vent maybe you want to talk about it, but it's like, don't be too quick to, uh, to give your advice because they don't want it. Some of you guys, (laughs) they don't want it. it. It's best to allow them to ask you for advice. Yeah. If, they, if, so, if that's um, what they want. I feel like it'd be, it, it would even be helpful if sometimes there's something wrong. Like I know, I know how moody and annoying us teens are. Okay. I can say from experience from firsthand, I understand that we are moody. We're hard to understand. There's just, our minds are just always stressed out. Um, we're always, always turning, always turning. Um, but like teens are just, we're, we're always upping and downing. Our emotions are crazy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like when we're down and you want to help us out to just sort of say, Hey, you okay. And then if we talk just to say, right, do you want me just to sort of, if, if we're talking, you can say, would you like advice or would you like me to just listen? Even saying something like that, because mm. getting the, Getting that sort of feeling might help, I feel like, for parents who are struggling to help understand their kid. Um, just straight up saying it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Thank you for that. And amigas, you heard it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm quick to try to solve problems because that's just the nature of my, I mean, as a lawyer, that's that's what I've been trained to do, to solve people's problems, right? But it's, it's really now I've taken a huge step back and been like, you know what, if you create the problem, you got to fix it yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and it goes for kids too. If the, if the kid creates a problem, the kid will need to learn how to self-regulate and, and, and solve it, Yeah, you know, and solve it because I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's like, that's just a grow, a growing moment an opportunity to grow, you know, and, and, and develop those skills that you need as an adult. Um, so yeah, I'm totally, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And thank you for those words. Is there mm-hmm. anything else? Cause I know that um, we're at the, almost at the tail end of our interview. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, gosh, I don't, <laughs> I think, I think just the understanding because the quarantine just really messed us up. I mean, not everyone I'm speaking from, I'm speaking from my experience and from what I've seen around me, but it is like we kind of lost year and we're like kind of stumbling to pick up the pace. Um, so just the understanding don't, and expecting perfectionism can lead teens to learn to self-doubt themselves to not trust themselves, um, just sort of be there to support us, not so much to solve our issues, but just to support 
Um, I know we can argue. I know we can fight. I know the kids are, we're just, we know, we think we know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we do. We, we think we know everything. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm no way. I don't want to come out here and sound like the teen. It's like, what do you mean? Like, just, just don't talk to us. Just don't tell us anything. Yeah. No, it's more just telling you how to support us from a teen's perspective. Yeah. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And I think a lot of amigas out there listening to this podcast will, gets it, gets it. You know, I think sometimes we forget it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the reminder, my love. So I always ask my guests to provide a couple of tips on how an amiga can handle her, you know, S-H-I-T. <laughs> And yeah. I know you're a minor, but your mom is cool with it. So do you have any tips? Um, well, I feel like my big tip is, this is a single for everyone. I just, my big tip is even honestly, love yourself for who you are. Love yourself for who you are because trying to change your body, trying to change your, your, your personality, how you, anything. It's never going to be, you know, you're never going to feel as good as when you just learn to love who you are. This goes for my teens out there, anyone listening. This goes for my parents, parents listening, because how this is how you show your kids how to do this. But everyone's born, God put us on this earth and we all look different. We all look different. We all, um, we, we all, we're all meant to look different. Not everyone looks the same. We're not all, no one looks perfect nobody is perfect so to expect perfection for your kid to expect perfection from yourself to to do anything like that I mean amigas out there um love yourself for who you are Mm -hmm. love yourself for who you are and fake it till you make it even if you don't right now you can say oh but I don't how do I do it just for me it's helped me to just keep saying it like hey I'm like like just keep saying it like Say something until you believe it. And it's true. Just mm-hmm. keep practicing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Your your uh, mind doesn't know whether it actually happened or not. Yeah. It's it's quite evident. Like if you say yourself, I'm a multimillionaire, even if, if it's not, it doesn't um, sh- reflect in the bank accounts, but you're acting as if you'd be surprised you will end up being that multimillionaire. So yes, yeah. just keep keep telling yourself just when I, when I get into those tidbits of like my body, my body, my body, oh my God, I wish, I wish, and this and that, I keep saying to myself, but at, you know, as soon as that thought comes up, I'm like, I love my body. I love my body. I love my body. I love my body. I love my body because and the more I see it, the more I'm going to love my body. Yeah. And treat your body, take care of yourself, teens, adults alike. I mean, like go like in like just take care of like teens especially. I mean, I want to talk out to if there's some teens, of course, parents, anyone. Um, have self-care. Take care, like take care, like take a bath, relax. Um, take some time off, like learn to buy yourself some clothes, just cherish the body that you were given, because you're only given one. So don't try to change it. Love it for what it is. It's it's your body, it's your vessel, it's how you it's what allows you to go to school every day. It's what allows you to hug your kid. It's what allows you, us kids, it's what allows us to go to school and hang out with our friends. It's it's our vessel. So don't try to change it. Don't try to shrink it or 
or um, just mess with it or anything, any part of it, your personality, your anything, just embrace it for what it is. Get your body moving. I mean, fuel yourself properly, anything like that. All of it goes into our happiness. Our happiness is, I, I'm a strong believer that our happiness is reflected on how we feel about ourselves. And it's true. And changing it, changing our body is not going to change our happiness. That's right. That's right. This very same topic can lead to so many other things. Yeah. Just with, with this new, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to really get into it because obviously we're like at the top of the hour, but, um, you know, the conversation of just changing your anatomy, I mean, just, you know, from being a woman to being a man to, you know, all these things that are coming up and I'm like, oh my God, like as an ex-gen person, I'm like, wow, is this because of social media or was it always here? You know what I mean? Like I just start yeah. talking about those things. I feel like it's always been here, but social media has really just kicked it up. That's why we live in the world that we're just so vulnerable to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my love, I mean, this was amazing. And I love that you said, love yourself for who you are. And I love you for who you are. Just <laughs> thank so you, you know, Jackie. Madeline. I love you too. So thank you so much, amigas, for listening to this episode. And remember to always love yourself for who you are. Thank you, Madeline, for being here on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you for having me. And I was really happy to be here. And I just spread this message that I've been trying to show to everyone, my friends, people around me, trying to, trying to, you know, just embrace it and to, to show people. So to be able to come and share it was really special. So I thank you. Oh, absolutely. I love it. And now a lot of people are going to know about it. <laughs> thank you, my love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.